Do you hear that? The clock strikes twelve. Yes, my lovely ghouls and phantasmal fools. Tonight, we're back again with Midnight's with Malice. Ah, 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 ah. so much, Zubaira, for that ghoulish introduction. Yes, welcome back again, lovely listeners. And tonight, on this episode of Midnight's with Malice, we'll be tackling something far more scarier than creepy critters and boogeymans under the beneath the bed. Today, we're going to be tackling something truly frightening. We are going to be talking about... Hmm. Huh. I I didn't do that. Uh. Anyway, more specifically, we're going to be talking about controversy involving ADHD. This may come as a shock to you, but there's actually quite many different controversies revolving around ADHD. I know. Boolishly shocking. <laughs> but tonight, lovely listeners, we'll be only discussing one. Which is, is ADHD overdiagnosed? Or perhaps underdiagnosed? Ooh. Bone chilling. Let's get into it. So, lovely listeners, let's talk about overdiagnosis first. You need to understand that ADHD has been on the rise. For example, in 2003 to 2011, the prevalence rate of ADHD has gone up by 42% in nearly all demographics, despite race, sex, and socioeconomic characteristics. In fact, more than 1 in 10 school-aged children, which is 11% in the United States, now meet the criteria for the diagnosis of ADHD. In adolescence, 1 in 5 high school boys and 1 in 11 high school girls meet this criteria as well. Jumping jack-o'-lanterns, Batman! Those statistics are shocking, is what you must be saying verbatim. Of course. The next thing you might be wondering is, how has this happened? What's the cause of all this? And that, my lovely listeners, is where the controversy rears its ugly little head. (laughs) 
now, some experts on one side of the controversy chasm contend that the rise of prevalence in ADHD simply might have to do with the fact that awareness of the disorder and recognition of symptoms has simply just gotten better, allowing more individuals in need of treatment and therapy and medication being able to be referred to the proper channels. Now, on the other side of that steep and spooky controversial cavern is the camp that contends that perhaps instead of the rising prevalence being due to the fact that more people with ADHD are able to be identified, it could be that um, clinicians and doctors might be a little too eager to hand out the ADHD membership card. For instance, one study with 50 pediatric practices, only 50% of clinicians said they followed diagnostic guidelines to determine symptom criteria from at least two sources and across two settings. Yet, nearly all, 93%, reported immediately prescribing medications for treatment. Now, please understand, my ghoulish listeners. 50 pediatric practices, in the grand scheme of things, might not be so representative of the population of pediatric practices that give diagnoses for ADHD. Also, keep in mind, these are pediatric practices, so this gives no indication about how adults are diagnosed, whether that's also a symptom of this overdiagnosis. However, what's going on here, if it is true, is highly irresponsible and potentially um, prone to abuse and danger. I personally have known some close relatives and um, friends um, walk up to a general practitioner, say a bunch of symptoms for anxiety for this case, and just got a prescription without a bat of an eye. The moral of the story is that overdiagnosis of ADHD is still a contentious topic and may or may not be true. But what's important to note is that irresponsible diagnosis can be harmful and um, enable abuse of medication. So that's something very important to keep in mind. And we should wait for more studies that delve into these topics. Now on to the opposite end of the spectrum. The controversy that perhaps ADHD is underdiagnosed. Some experts will argue this, and some evidence has shown that, in fact, underdiagnosis seems to occur more frequently in poorer and minority communities due to the fact that the lack of resources and financial access to these places and clinics that will be able to provide proper diagnosis and treatment. As stated previously, 
These communities hold a large amount of usually poor and minority populations. It is shown that more than 50% of children with mental health needs do not receive assessment or treatment, and access to mental health services rely on a wide array of factors such as gender, age, race, or ethnicity, and health insurance. Therefore, some of these children who do not have access to these resources will never ever be diagnosed or get help. There also seems to be a discrepancy in diagnosis between boys and girls. Boys tend to be diagnosed with ADHD more than girls. 2 to 4% for girls and 6 to 9% for boys between the ages of 6 to 12 years of age, specifically. In adolescence, the diagnosis for boys outnumber the diagnosis for girls for a ratio of 2.5 to 1, which decreases slightly to 1.6 to 1 in adulthood. An explanation given for this is, in fact, girls tend to be more underdiagnosed than boys. Why? Because, usually, in a classroom setting, boys tend to show more hyperactive, impulsive presentation, and girls tend to have an attentive presentation. Meaning, boys are showing more external, more visible signs of disruption and disorder, while girls silently suffer with internalized symptoms. Girls with ADHD actually tend to show less behavioral disruptions, are more polite, are more uh, compliant, and therefore, unlike their boy counterparts, uh, teachers don't tend to pick up on the subtle cues of having trouble staying focused, forgetting important items such as homework, and other things such as spacing out during class. But with that being said, lovely listeners, diagnosis isn't perfect. It's science and art. Hopefully in the future, the DSM-5 might be more useful in giving a diagnosis that'll equally catch both female and male presentations of ADHD. But anyway, that's all the time we have for this week, lovely listeners, you ghoulish goblins. Now, before we go, I want to say, remember, be salacious, sinister, but above all, be safe out there. And have a happy Hallow's Eve. Bye. Oh.